As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is Monaco. This Mediterranean micronation is the ultimate top trump card in the game of countries. It is by far the wealthiest nation per capita in the world. It is also the country with by far the highest average age of citizens. It has the highest cost of any land of any country in the world. It pretty much breaks any kind of list you want to make ranking countries, because you can pretty much bet that this two square kilometer spit of land off the south of France is going to win any economic top 10 list out there. To emphasize this, even the ranking system of the United Nations gets broken by this annoying little micronation. The Human Development Index is a scale created by the United Nations to assess the quality of life for residents of a nation, and it scales between 0 and 1. The better a country scores on things like life expectancy, infant mortality, access to education, etc., the higher the score will be. A very, very developed country, like the channel's old favourite, Norway, has a human development index of 0.953. A very, very impoverished country, like the Democratic Republic of the Congo, another country we have explored previously, has a human development index ranking of 0.457. So, what about Monaco? Well, Monaco is so rich and so privileged that it has a human development index of 1.021 on a scale of 0 to 1. That's right, it breaks the damn scales. So, what is really going on with the economy of Monaco? Most people know it as a playground for the rich and famous, a parking garage for super yachts, a glorified Formula One track, a country built around a casino, and above all else, a tax haven. A tax haven is a country or jurisdiction that has very, very liberal laws around taxation and financial privacy. Countries that often come to mind are places like the British Virgin Islands, Panama, Bermuda, the Cayman Islands, and of course, Monaco. But, is this really fair? Well, actually, no. A more in-depth look at this will show that Monaco does not really belong on this list. A very common misconception is that Monaco doesn't need to tax its residents because this tiny country makes all the money it needs from its famous casino. And while it is true that this casino does contribute towards the government's budget, it only really adds about 3% of all revenue in a given year. Monaco is tiny, but it still has a lot of very high-end public services. It has the most police per capita in the world. It has a very advanced public transport service, a strong medical system, and all the other amenities one might expect in a regular developed country. And remember, it is supplying this in by far the most expensive country on earth. The Monte Carlo Casino makes a lot of money, but not nearly enough to support this public expenditure. The truth is, Monaco has taxes, but 
He just has the right kind of taxes. A majority of revenue from the Monegasque government comes from a value-added tax, or a VAT tax, sometimes known as a goods and services tax of 19.6%. This is one of the highest rates for such a tax in the world. This is a tax levied on the purchase price of goods and services in a country. If you buy a pair of shoes for 10,000 euro in Monaco, which is shockingly easy to do, you will actually pay a total of 11,690 euro when this tax is considered. Now, this kind of goes against the common understanding of what Monaco represents. The millionaires and billionaires of the world pay crazy amounts of money for tiny apartments in this nation, all for the privilege of avoiding tax. Why would they do that if this country is home to one of the highest VAT taxes in the world? Well, as noted earlier, this is just the right type of tax. Most income tax in most nations around the world is done on a progressive taxation model. What this means is that as you earn more and more money, you are taxed at a higher and higher rate for every extra dollar you earn. The opposite to this is a regressive tax system. This is a system where you get taxed more the less you earn. A VAT tax is, in a sense, a regressionary tax system. Now, I know what you might be thinking. That's silly. A VAT tax is normally a fixed percentage no matter who you are. And, well, while this is true, let me explain. Let's take two families. One family makes $100,000 per year in household income, and the second family makes a million dollars a year in household income. Now, the average household making $100,000 a year is probably going to spend about $50,000 a year on living expenses. Things like groceries, petrol, school fees, insurance, utility bills, all of these things incur this VAT tax. Now, the million dollar household is likely going to spend much more on this cost of living. They will probably eat at fancier restaurants, go to more expensive schools, live in bigger houses with higher utility bills, and have more expensive hobbies. To keep it simple, let's say that this kind of household would have a living expense budget of around $200,000 a year, which is extremely extravagant, but relatively reasonable for this kind of family. What this means is that if we take the VAT tax rate for Monaco, family one is going to pay $8,450 in VAT taxes representing about 8.5% of their gross annual income. Family 2 is going to pay $33,800 in VAT taxes, which is much more in absolute terms, but only represents 3.4% of the family's total income. Obviously, this is an extreme example, but this phenomenon is seen widely throughout the world. Poorer houses do pay a greater proportion of their total income to these kinds of taxes, as opposed to income taxes that are levied at higher rates on richer households. Now, the average citizen of Monaco is rich. Very, very rich. Which means that this kind of VAT tax is just fine by them. An extra few thousand dollars on top of the purchase price of their new supercar is a small price to pay for the millions that they save in income taxes that are not levied on the citizens of Monaco. Another big benefit for this type of taxation for Monaco is that this tax can be levied on the huge tourist population that floods through the country year-round. Monaco receives about 9 tourists for every 1 resident of the country in a given year. This figure is only beaten by Vatican City. 
an income tax would not be at all effective at raising revenue for the Monegasque government here because, well, tourists don't earn any money in the countries they are touring, but they do spend money, and every time that they do, they will be paying VAT taxes on this expenditure. In a given year, more than half of the total VAT tax revenue in Monaco came from non-citizens of the nation. The other big distinction between Monaco and other questionable offshore tax havens is that unlike those other jurisdictions that are pretty fairly labelled as offshore tax havens, Monaco does not offer so-called offshore financial services, nor does the Monegas law permit or facilitate the registration of offshore corporations looking to operate in such a way as to avoid paying taxes in their home countries. This means that a lot of the shell games the world's elite play with companies and trust structures and banking privacy laws is just not permitted to take place in Monaco. So why Monaco? Why have so many rich people from around the world decided that this is the place that they will call home? Well, it kind of does everything right. Sure, it has very, very favourable taxations to its wealthy residents. But beyond this, it is also a beautiful place with world-class amenities and entertainment. It is a networking hotbed of other rich and powerful jet-setters that can call this little bit of land home. And beyond this, it is extremely safe with the lowest crime rate in the world. To your average global billionaire, this ticks all the boxes, and so Monaco is a place that they will call home. Hi guys, exciting news. As requested, I have started a Discord server for the channel. Now, fair warning, this is still in its very early stages, and I'm a complete noob when it comes to operating one of these servers, so bear with me there. I'll leave a link in the video description for those of you who want to join, Feel free to hang out and discuss economics, or make suggestions for a new video, or call me a Keynesian shill, or I don't know, even ask for help with your economics homework. I really don't mind. Otherwise, as always, I do my very best to reply to all comments in the comment section, and if you did like this video, please consider liking and subscribing. Thanks. The world is constantly changing and transforming. Cut through some of the noise with What's New with Wired, a podcast that goes in-depth on the latest news and technology and culture. Their award-winning journalism will help you make sense of what's happening in the world. Listen to What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts. That's What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts.